Hey guys, well, I'm so glad to be with you again today. Thanks, first of all, for all the feedback and all of the notes. I read them all and whatever this is encouraging you, I'm committing to the discipline of speaking with you every day. So by now you probably know if you've been watching for any length of time, get notepad, maybe get your Bible out because it makes it kind of like a lesson. And I know some of you are using it for homeschooling with your kids. So hi kids, if mom's making you watch this or dad's making you watch this while they have a cup of coffee. Um, I wanted to actually share with you something that changed on me last night, late last night. I'd already written what I thought I was going to say today. Um, but after an announcement that our government made last night, which um, if you're not from our part of the world, they announced that we're we really are on lockdown, that we should stay inside our homes at all costs and we shouldn't be going anywhere unless it's an absolute emergency. And, you know, most of us have been abiding by that for a little while now, but obviously the government have had to take it to a whole nother level of enforcement. And so I went to bed thinking about that and kind of the place where we're at in our nation and around the world. And God dropped a word in my heart, which is one that I didn't even really know the full meaning and definition of, if I'm honest. It's not a word that I use every day in my daily life, um, and yet it was a word that I felt impressed with, and so I began to actually look it up, like all good preachers that need to know the definition of a word. I went on Google <laughs> and found the definition, and I thought, wow, that is a word we really need to abide by in this time and in this season. And so today, I choose, the word is prudence. Um, P-R-U-D-E-N-C-E, prudence. Just in case you wondered how to spell it or don't know much about it, it's a word that actually has an incredible definition. Let me first of all read the definition to you so you can see where I'm going with this. It says if you are acting in prudence, this is what you are doing. You are acting in a way that shows care and thought for the future. You are taking wise actions in the existing circumstances. Prudence is the ability to govern and discipline the use of your skills, reason, and use good judgment in your context. I think we all need more prudence in this scenario. We need to see more people acting in a way that shows care and thought for the future. In fact, the origin of the word is actually from a word called providence, um, which is not spelt the way I said it because it's not an English word, it's a Latin word. But that actual word means to foresee the future. And, you know, God within us, the spirit within us, calls us and nudges us to act in a way that actually keeps in step with where he's at, not where we're at. And he's always ahead of us. He's always moving us into our future, nudging us towards what he's calling us into. And there's no time like now for us to be attuned to that and that part of God that actually wants us to act with wisdom for the future that is before us. He's already been ahead of us. He already knows what's going to happen next. And this is a time for us to lean into the Holy Spirit more than ever before and say, guide me, help me, lead me in this season to act not just how I feel in the moment, but actually how I need to feel about the future and what actually the future requires from me. You know, an old school word coming back into our now present time is maybe something that needs to happen in more than one area of our lives. I was thinking about the story in Luke 15 
you know, that parable that Jesus tells when he's expressing how much he loves people and he's saying the lengths that he would go to to find the lost souls. And so he talks about searching for the lost sheep. He talks about searching with all of his heart for the one that is not there and not present. And there's also a picture in those parables that he tells of a woman that's cleaning her house. And he talks about how she's searching a house because there's a coin that she's lost. And though the reference in that uh, context is searching for the lost souls, I just wonder actually whether there's another illustration we can draw from that in this context, which is maybe at this time when we're in our homes more than ever before, when we literally are cleaning probably more than ever before, where we're sweeping and discovering corners of our house that have been kind of filled with boxes and clutter more than ever before. Maybe spiritually, this is a time for us to actually sweep our homes spiritually and sweep our lives and say, you know, there are some truths and some values like that coin that maybe we've just lost and misplaced in the busy of our lives, in the demanding of our schedules, in all of our family being in a different place all of the time, in the pickup and the drop off of people that consumes our scheduling. Maybe right now in this space that we find ourselves in, we're actually having to rediscover some lost values that have not mattered as much as they do now. Values like respect for one another, that actually when we're not all in the same condensed area, we don't have to work on that as much. But now that we are, we actually have to value something that we've lost the value of. Maybe honoring of our parents or honoring of our family is something that we need to actually bring back from under the carpet. Honoring of those that are in leadership roles in our life. And that goes to our political world too. You might not agree with the politics and this is not a political statement. That is not what I'm doing here. But I am saying that actually we have to bring back out from under the carpet some biblical things that we're called to actually uphold in this season, praying for our leaders and actually respecting our government and the laws of our land. Prudence actually tells us that we should foresee the future and act in a wise and disciplined way in accordance with what it is that actually we're called to be doing at this time. That's a lost value. It's a lost coin that actually I think we need to adhere to and bring back into the forefront of our lives. So this is a biblical principle, people. This is one that the Bible talks about. So it's not just a good dictionary definition. It's actually a word that we have to understand because the Bible tells us we are to be the ones that are prudent in our actions and prudent in our conversation. It says this in Proverbs 16 verse 21 to 23. It says, the wise in heart are called discerning and gracious words promote instruction. Prudence is a fountain of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to fools. The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent and their lips promote instruction. I want to be known as a woman that has a wise set of words on her tongue, that is prudent in her choice of words and choice of actions. It goes on to say in Proverbs 20, in Proverbs 10 verse 19, sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. You know, there maybe are some things we shouldn't be saying right now, 
are shouting at the TV when the news broadcast comes on. We need to be aware of those around us that are listening to how we are responding. And we, the body of Christ, we that are believers, we that have the Holy Spirit nudging us to do what is right for the future, not just of our future, but the future of our country and the future of our communities. We need to be tuning into that voice and be prudent with our words and with the instruction that comes from our tongue. You know, prudent actions look like budgeting in a time when we naturally need to be aware more of our finances, maybe than we've been before. Prudent right now in the way we relate to one another. Prudent right now in the way that we actually express ourselves in our communities and our neighborhoods. Prudent to do what's right to protect our health service and healthcare workers. Prudent right now in our discipline to teach our children some incredible value and skills and actually to educate them, not just in the books that they've been given to be homeschooled with, but actually to educate them with values that maybe we've just neglected or thought, you know, they'll just pick it up somehow in the atmosphere. No, now's a time for us to take those actions that are prudent in the season that we're in. I'm loving this word, can you tell? I think we should start bringing it back and say, hey, do you even know what it is to be prudent, to be wise and to act and to care and to show thought for the future? It brings me to kind of Bible stories where actually now I see that the actions of that person were really just them being prudent in their time and in their season. There's a story in 1 Samuel 25 that's the story of three people, David, Nabal and Abigail. Three people in a situation that finds them all in need of one another. David is in need of food and supplies for his troops. And Nabal had previously been in need of protection of his flocks and his property. And in his time of need, David had responded in a way that showed him goodwill and kindness. He'd protected with his men the borders of this man's land. He protected his flocks. Abigail finds herself in the home with Nabal, who's her husband, and David sends a request to their household. It's all recorded in 1 Samuel 25. You can go away and read it. And and the request comes from David. It's now your time to help me, to actually do something to help me. And Nabal, unfortunately, his name meant fool, but he was a fool because Nabal's response was, why would I help someone like you? It's not my responsibility. It's not up to me to do that for you. It doesn't benefit me to send my food or my provisions to you. You know, that's a choice of response that we all could have right now in this season. We could be the fool. We could say, why should I do what the government say? We could say, why should I actually help educate my kids? Not my job. We could say, well, why should I be prudent in my behavior and in my speech? But the fact is, like Nabal, if we act that way, we will be a fool. We'll allow pride to actually choose our words instead of prudence to choose our actions. And so Nabal sends a reply back to David. I'm not helping you. It's not my responsibility. I'm just carrying on business as usual. And so those in the household that realize his choice has now put them in danger. They come to actually Abigail, the one they know who acts in a way that is prudent. They one they know that acts in a way that is kind. And they come to her and they say, Abigail, is there anything you can do to help us in your household? 
Abigail knows that her choice puts her at risk, but she also knows that her choice is one that is prudent and thoughtful of the future, that she realizes actually my actions right now need to protect the future. And the future looks like the whole household is gonna die if I don't give the right response to David's request. So this lady, this girl just gets on her donkey by herself, doesn't take anyone else with her, loads up some provisions and sets off towards David, who's already advancing with the military troops around him. Imagine the scene. She was probably terrified. She was probably fearing for her own life, but she knew it was the right thing to do in that context. She bumps into David eventually, gets off the donkey, bows at his feet, and the Bible says she apologizes for the folly of her husband and asks for forgiveness and says, take these supplies, please. Would you now, David, do the prudent thing? Would you now respond in a way that foresees the future of not just where your anger is, but actually my people are at the other side of that retaliation? And David tells his troops to go back and calls off the attack. One woman's prudent behavior saves an entire household. It's a pretty amazing story. It actually ends in a pretty incredible way because her prudence actually leads to actually David seeing her wisdom and actually David seeing her beauty. And actually later, prudence from Abigail leads to prosperity for Abigail because David comes later on and marries that woman. Yes, he does. He knows a good thing when he sees it. So our prudence in this season actually leads to our prosperity in the next season. Our prudence in this season leads to our protection in the next season. People, today let's choose to be prudent in our words and in our actions and in our choices. I'll read you one more scripture. In Proverbs 22 verse 3, it says this, the prudent see the danger and take refuge, but those that are foolish keep going and will pay the penalty. Let's not be the ones that pay a penalty that prudence could have kept us from having to pay. So new word for today is prudent behavior. Prudence is the choice that we are making in this season. Hey, it's an old school value. It's an old school word, but we're sweeping it out from under the carpet and restoring it back to where it belongs. Let's be those that in an area of risk, take responsibility. In a season of panic, we don't become proudful. We don't become insular in our thinking, but we actually become those that act in a prudent way. Love you guys. I pray this was a blessing and a challenge all at the same time. We are in this together and therefore we need to act in a way that does the best for all of us in the future. And so today I'm praying for you, standing with you, believing with you that you'd make good choices in your family. Sweep out some of those old school lost coin values in your home over the next few days and weeks and bring them back to the forefront of your family. Love, honor, respect and prudence. I love you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Let me know your comments and I'll check back in with you tomorrow and uh, I'll see you then. Bye.